All right, this is Mike from Dark Days Radio here at PAX Unplugged, talking to Chaz from the Story Told Podcast. How's it going, Chaz? I'm doing well, thanks. Thank yeah. you for having me on. Oh, yeah, no problem. It was uh, actually pretty surprising to run into you at the uh, Onyx Path booth earlier, so I'm uh, really psyched that you flagged me down. We got to talk about stuff a little bit. Yes, I kept I kept swinging by, and then I, I recognized your, your voice from your show, and I'm like, I should talk to him. He's a fellow World of Darkness podcaster. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, this is your first time at uh, PAX Unplugged, is that right? That is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you think of the show? What's your vibe on it? Um, I wish the RPG sign-up were a little bit easier, uh, but otherwise I've been having a great time. Duly noted, you should uh, tell uh, Penny Arcade about that. I Say will. That we should have maybe like some kind of pre-registration or something like that. That would be madness. It would be uh, a lot easier for attendees, and it would make my job easier, because <laughs> I happen to be an enforcer in the uh, RPG department. Um, but other than that, uh, you got into some games, is that right? I did. I've been, been playing a bunch of games. Yesterday, I played uh, Masks uh, by Magpie, oh, yeah. which I'm a big fan of. Uh, and today, I got to play Scion with Neil Raymond Price. Oh, awesome, um, and awesome. I just played the Fantasy Flight uh, Games edition of Legend of the Five Rings. Oh, and I'm an old okay. school L5R fan, so it was interesting to see what they've done with, with their rendition of the game. Yeah, definitely. Did you enjoy it? Did you like the uh, the special dice and the uh, kind of updates to the setting that they've done? I will take those questions in reverse order. I okay. think it's cool what they've done with the setting um, yep. because it's an evolving setting that that has ha mm. that had in its original run like a hundred years of in-world history. I think it was really cool that they they set the clock back to the iconic starting event of the setting Ooh. and Which made was? some the clan wars just yes, before the clan that's wars. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, and and they made some changes there to to fix gender balance issues among other mm -hmm. things, yeah. uh, and just have things go in a little bit different direction. It's been interesting to see what those changes are, how it's starting to evolve differently. So I really like that part of it. Um, I'm still a little bit not certain about how I feel about the system. When they announced it, I was really hoping that they were just going to do a Genesis module uh, with their generic na narrative dice system for mm, L5R. That's right. Um, because I like Genesis and my group suffers system fatigue because I bring too many new games to them. Yep, understood. Um, understood. And since they already play Genesis, it would have been a, an easy jump for them to... Right. Play a new and you wouldn't have to buy any new dice either. I that is true. I don't. Yep. I guess I don't <laughs> mind buying the new dice too much. I, I understand that that's a gripe for some people, but if it works for yeah. the game, it works for the game. So getting to sit down and play it, I thought the combat worked really well, uh, mm. and changing stances and being able to use the symbols off the dice based on the element of your stance during combat was really cool. Uh, on the social side, they kind of have a, a social intrigue system that ah. kind of mirrors the combat system and suffers a little bit of the same uh, exalted social combat from second edition issue where it puts a little bit too much crunch around the social interaction. And Got so it. the role playing becomes secondary when yeah. when it yeah. should be role playing first, I so, think. So is it like exalted second edition where the um, uh, social combat is basically kind of mind control? Does it have that issue as well? or I think so. Mm. Uh, I think it, it does have that a little bit because you set an agenda and you're working towards building momentum to get what okay. you want done. I, I haven't read the section. I just got to yeah, see you're it in the demo. It. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it does seem to have that a little bit going on. Um, and I'm just, I'm not, that I'd have to have a little bit more experience with before making a determination. Fair enough, fair enough. Yep. You only just played it like two hours ago. So. Yes, less than that even. Yeah, yeah. Cool. 
Awesome. And um, have you met like lots of cool people here? Have you had any interactions with like other other attendees? Because I've noticed uh, over a couple of PAXs that there's always a lot of people that haven't played any RPGs before and they're like really just getting into it. And, you know, a lot of them are trying D&D, uh, but some of them are like really excited when they find out about uh, all the offerings from, say, Onyx Path. Have you had any experience with that or? A little bit. Uh, playing yep. at the uh, Magpie games uh, when I was playing Masks, some of the people there um, were D&D players who were taking their first steps out into the, the world of other role-playing games that are out there. So that was mm-hmm. fun to, to see them enjoying Masks. Yeah. Um, but in terms of just like talking to people who've never done RPGs and are just now stepping in, I haven't really run into that. I've been talking to attendees who are kind of on a board game track and don't have any interest in role-playing games. So, uh, but not, I haven't seen those, oh, I'm just discovering role-playing games for the first time uh, attendees this time around at least. No, no, fair enough. Just curious, just curious, because uh, it's, it's been kind of like a trend. And this is also the third PAX Unplugged at this point. So, you know... A lot of people have already been exposed as they've, they've gone through previous PAXs as right. well. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, Story Told podcast, uh, because I think there's a lot of uh, crossover between your show, Darker Days Radio, and like the, uh, the horror gaming audience, and also like the uh, fantasy audience, fantasy roleplay audience as well. Yeah, so we are a, the Story Told is a general RPG variety show. Uh, we mm. cover a lot of Onyx Path games because I'm a, a huge fan of those. And, oh, and yeah. your show is one of, of the inspirations for how we do that, since I think you guys do a great job. Yeah, thanks. Um, but we cover uh, Exalted pretty, pretty in-depth. And in addition to our kind of uh, mm. talk episodes, we have an Exalted actual play that, that we alternate um, called The Fall of Giara. So that, that has been a lot of fun as well. Um, but we bring on industry guests, so folks from Onyx Path and other companies come in to talk about the game that they're producing. Yep. We do in-depth review episodes. Uh, part of that, we do example character creation. Um, nice, yep. Which is a lot of fun to do as well. And, and one of the things that we do with that is one of, one of the members of the show is, is an artist, so we have uh, example art, and we publish the character sheet. So if you wanted to take oh, any of these awesome. characters and bring yeah. them to your table, you've got full art commissioned to the character and a written up backstory and a complete character sheet to, to take and use so that that's it's something we thought was cool because a lot of a lot of figuring out what does this role-playing game means uh, mm. comes with what kind of character can I play so yeah, the yeah. the kind of the two questions that we try to answer for every game that we cover is uh, what kind of a character do I play and what kind of stories do we tell with this game uh, and so we have that focus on the, the narrative and character aspects of, of role-playing games, regardless of what we're covering. Yeah, I've, I really concur with that 100%. Because I've noticed, you know, just reading through the rule book, you get a certain feel for the game. You know, this, the, the, uh, the writers want to tell you this is the kind of things you can do. These are the kind of stories you can tell. But once you actually start making the character and see what the mechanics are and get a better feel for that, I really think it does uh, give you an even better insight into what the game is really like. Yeah, I think it also gives insight into how well the system fits together. That too. Because if you're if you're really struggling during character creation, you can be like, well, these systems may seem really cool and streamlined when you read about them, but then when you try to put them together and ask, what does this mean when I'm building my character, uh, you get a very different impression of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, any other uh, cool things that uh, Story Told Podcast does? Yes. One of the things that we like to do is highlight independent creators as well as some of the established mm. publishers. So we uh, invite uh, folks on to talk about their games, whether they're kickstarting them or if they have them up in some, some pre-published format or even if they're just a brand new 
a published game without without the backing yeah. of a big publisher. We bring them on, let them talk about their game, what are the themes, what are they trying to do with it, and give them uh, an audio format to point to where they can, can have folks who are interested in their game uh, come and hear them talk about it. So what are a couple of, ex uh, of examples of those games that you've, or creators that you've had online uh, recently for your show? And uh, also, just for our listeners, are there any uh, recent Chronicles of Darkness or World of Darkness uh, interviews that you've had that people might be interested in? Yes. So uh, again, I'll take those questions backwards. The most sure. recent Chronicles <laughs> of Darkness uh, guest we had on was Matthew Dawkins, who came on yeah. and talked about uh, Mummy the the curse uh, yeah. during the Kickstarter campaign. Exciting game. Yes, really I'm really exciting about, about that yeah. one. Um, I was a big fan of the the first edition of mm -hmm. Mummy of the Curse that actually is what got me back into Chronicles of Darkness. Oh, right um, on. Because yeah. I had kind of fallen out of that game track. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's nice to see that come around and, and get a second edition now since it was the kind of the final book of the first edition New World of Darkness era uh, before it became Chronicles and, and got their second editions. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I, I like what they've done with the, the Endless Chronicle and bringing in other immortals and yes, having that timeless yep. aspect where you can play a character who is progressing non-linearly through time and bring in the Dark Eras books because I really like those. I know, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see what can be done with Mummy. Uh, and I've got, I've got some cool ideas for what to do with it. In terms of other guests that we've had on uh, at... Gen Con, I met a bunch of new publishers. Uh, one of them, the New Auden Chronicles, is a, a electro-fantasy epic um, where it's a mm. post-apocalyptic world, and because the previous civilization used up all the fossil fuels but left behind battery technology, um, it, oh. it is a world that doesn't have combustion but does have electricity. Right. And mm. uh, But there's also magic. And, and so that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I had them on after Gen Con, and they, they had a successful Kickstarter campaign. Uh, and I'm, they're, their game just has a lot of beautiful art, so that's, mm -hmm. that's one. Uh, on the same beautiful art tracks as I get attracted to the shiny uh, booths, um, Fate of the Norns, which is a, a Viking uh, role-playing game that uses runes instead of dice for the resolution mechanic. Um, I mm -hmm. uh, actually just interviewed Andrew, who makes that game today, and so we'll oh, have perfect, that perfect. that interview out in a in a couple of weeks after PAX. Um, they also have a Kickstarter going on right now, um, and then just meeting a bunch of new other indie publishers was uh, will will I have a bunch of interviews to follow up on. So expect to see mm -hmm. more of those. Actually, the most recent one released released uh, Thursday, the week of PAX, was Everlore, which is a another fantasy role-playing game that has a focus on um, representation and diversity mm. in the setting and content for the game. So that was, that was cool to have uh, Dave, who writes that game, on to talk about what he's done um, with his game. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of great stuff here at PAX, and uh, sounds like you got some cool stuff lined up as well coming out. So let's also talk about uh, some of your own writing because you've been, uh, you know, jumping into it. Uh, you've uh, got involved in some really cool stuff uh, regarding Exalted. Yes. So yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, so thanks to the kind of contact that I've had with the Exalted folks through the podcast, um, I had a little bit of name recognition going into my writing submission mm -hmm. and uh, got accepted to write for Exalted. I have uh, kind of completed the, the first drafts of my first project, which is right, cool. working on uh, Many Faced Strangers, which is the companion book from the Lunar Exalted Kickstarter. Cool. 
And so for that, I got to write 4,000 words of animals and 4,000 <laughs> words of setting. Um, All right. Animals are, are really important from a lunar exalted perspective because lunars are shapeshifters. And one of the stretch goals with the Kickstarter campaign was to uh, get mm. to pick an animal. And so I got five of, uh, no, four of those backer animals that I got to write up. Okay. Um, and so I can't say what those are yet, but no, I'm, I'm excited to see, see them in print when they get there. And then partway through, uh, one of the other writers had to drop out because they had uh, a, a bunch of other projects that they were working on. Yeah. And I had said, hey, I, I could take up some more word count. And so like three weeks before the deadline, I, I got another 4,000 words of content and got to write one of the uh, new setting locations that's included in the Lunar campaign that has been mentioned in the core book that... There's some buzz around it in the Exalted community, so I'm excited to see how people react to uh, my take on that part of the setting. That's really exciting. That's really exciting. And there's been a lot of news uh, coming out for uh, uh, Exalted lately with the uh, new Essence edition, which listeners should have heard of in the uh, previous episode with uh, Neil and Monica. But uh, you are running quite a bit of uh, Exalted 3rd edition yourself. So could you uh, maybe give a little bit of uh, insight into your game, uh, maybe you know, spoil some ideas for the, uh, the storytellers balls that you might have coming up and uh, some uh, just kind of cool insight like that into uh, what people could see in the future from you for Exalted. So a uh, couple of things. On our show, we release the Fall of Giara, which is our Exalted actual play that comes out every other week between the kind of mainline episodes for our show. Mm -hmm. And that is a dragon-blooded game that... Uh, is focusing on Jara, one of the other new setting locations for 3rd edition, cool. where there is a rebellion against the realm, uh, and uh. one of the great houses has gone all in in terms of trying to tamp down that rebellion to prove their worthiness for seizing the Scarlet Throne. Cool. And uh, the characters are kind of just getting to the end of the first uh, act of that story, uh, having uh, kind of gotten to some of the roots of the rebellion and uh, ending, ending up with a very political ploy to end it instead of resorting to violence. So that was really cool to see that work out in game. I think we have one more session to record in the awesome. act and then we'll be, we'll be having a short time jump into act two. Um, then you asked about Storyteller's Vault projects. As I am writing the, the actual play, a campaign. I'm taking extensive notes and I plan to turn mm -hmm. that into a published campaign for Exalted at some point after the uh, run of the campaign on our show. So that's still probably over a year away. Not fair uh, enough. But in terms of other Exalted content, I released a, a demon that has appeared in my campaign a number of times. A, a third, cool. uh, not third circle, first circle demon, the Oogaloo, which is kind of an amphibious uh, ambush predator. Hmm. Um, you, favored by the Lintha and, and other uh, sorceress types who, who find their nautical abilities uh, useful. And, and like we do for our show, our artist made some awesome art for that demon. Nice. So awesome. that, that is pay what you want. So you can go and check that out for free on the Storyteller's Vault. And I have another exalted project that I'm thinking about to have a, a kind of an introductory experience of exalted with pre-made mm. dragon-blooded characters. Uh, use the rules for Dragonblooded who are still in school, so it's a little bit simpler for folks who aren't familiar with Exalted yet, yeah. and present it in a format that is that is easier for people who aren't familiar with Exalted because there's a certain amount of system mastery 
and decision fatigue that I see in new players to mm -hmm. Exalted. And if you're a really experienced storyteller, you can kind of walk them through that step by step. But if you're a new storyteller and you're working with new players, Exalted 3rd Edition can be hard to get into. Yeah. And uh, I want to help make that more accessible. So in my day job, I work in software. And one of the important things there is looking at usability. And uh, I want to take kind of the the character sheet and the presentation of the charms and, and give it a more usable presentation for folks getting into the game for the first time. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's a really big thing, uh, especially because so much of the uh, more accessible content that we've seen in the past uh, has been focused more on the solar. So taking that dragon-blooded angle, I think, is going to be really great for people and great for the community. Yeah, the, the dragon-blooded are my favorite of the Exalted, uh, so I'm, I want to get them yeah. out there more. They might be my favorite as well. I'm not sure. I've only actually played with Solars, but okay. uh, Dragonblade always seems like uh, the... I was playing second editions. So that's right. what I was focused on. But the uh, the charms were a lot more uh, interesting, and they weren't as broadly powerful, but if you knew how to use them correctly, then you could really get the uh, interesting combinations and uh, player effects. Yeah, and I think one of the cool things about Dragonblooded charms is that with their elemental powers, they're just so evocative yeah, in a way yeah. that the, the solar charms that are focused on pure excellence don't mm -hmm. have that same kind of visual. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that sounds exactly, really awesome. Yep. And uh, because dragon blooded are kind of the underdogs of the exalted, I, I like that aspect of them, but they're also uh, connected to the broader society. And one of the core experiences of being a solar exalted is that everybody's afraid of you and you, you need to keep the fact that you're exalted secret right as a dragon blooded, uh, people think you're awesome and <laughs> in many places. And you yep. have a, a whole uh, society that supports your, your position as the princes of the earth. Uh, but then you're in the time of sorrows, which is kind of the, the canon uh, timeline for Exalted. Uh, you, you just, the dragon blooded just quite aren't cut out to face those challenges. And so right, they need right. to uh, kind of band together with each other or with the other Exalted to, to be able to do that. And I think that, that offers a lot of really interesting story possibilities. Yeah, it definitely keeps the party together, if nothing else. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Chaz, thank you very much for uh, taking some time out from your day here at uh, Unplugged uh, to come and talk about the Story Told podcast and all your great work. Can you give our listeners some of your social media contacts and other kind of stuff? Yes, you can find our podcast on thestorytold.libsyn.com. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash storytoldpodcast. All right. Awesome. And we can put uh, links to all of those in the show notes that people can easily find it. And Excellent. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, share you a bit more on uh, social media and all that because uh, you're a great show and really uh, want to work with you and all uh, that good stuff. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, definitely. And to all the listeners out there, take it easy and have a good night. This has been an episode of Darker Days Radio. Special thanks to Occam's Laser for the intro, outro, and new bumper music from their hit album, Nine Circles. Check out the rest of their work at occamslaser.bandcamp.com. Occam's Laser.